Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. You don't understand. This is a liar. How can you think that I'm her dad, but we both look exactly the same age? We do not look the same age. I was being kind. Wait, I'm going to hypnotize him. I hereby christen this mutton Barbie camper. Priscilla, queen of the desert. Hello and welcome to this episode of Pop Goes the Tam Tam. For this episode, we are going to be discussing the first episode of the Paramount Plus series, No Escape. Based on the novel by Lucy Clark, two best friends, Lana and Kitty, are escaping their lives in the UK and hitch a trip on a yacht called The Blue in the Philippines. The series features Abigail Laurie, as Lana, Rianne Barreto as Kitty, and Jay Ryan as Aaron. For this episode, I'm joined by a very special guest. And nice to our special guest. Hi Tam, it's me, Tamsin's mum. It's been two weeks. I can't believe it. How are you? I'm really well. And long-time listeners may notice a change. You've got a microphone. I've actually got a microphone here in front of me. We've gone professional, baby. I know. <laughs> it's quite heavy, isn't it? <laughs> you meant to just keep it on the table. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was picking it up. You know, like a hand mic. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> well, I almost got head mics. We could have been like Britney. So, you've joined me to discuss the first episode of No Escape. We only watched the first episode. We didn't watch any of the rest of the season. So, this is going to be a discussion of how well the pilot episode worked, what we thought of the episode, and where we think the series might go in the future. And obviously, because, like me, you love crime not true crime obviously neither of us like true crime but you like reading about fictional crime i had to get you on to discuss look 14 hours ago a distress call was picked up from a vessel identified as the blue has something happened search was undertaken the blue was found That's what we're trying to find out. Well, maybe we should move on to the boat itself. Safe and smooth. Hey, Aaron. You've got visitors. Start there, shall we? See how we go. We're in the Philippines. Why? Why are you? I'm running away. And we all. Guys, there's a weird light over there. Better check it out. Hey, what did you find? Maybe everything's going to be all right. Think you can trust him? It's not them I'm worried about. We need to move this boat. The cops are searching boats. I don't even know what you're making it. John! It's going to be fine. It is. We can't run away forever. Who are you after? I don't know. the voice. We're in trouble. Will you help me? No. Can you hear me? 
So let's jump in and talk about our thoughts about this pilot episode. I very much enjoyed it. It was a good, straightforward mystery. As the episode went on, I became more and more invested in it. I liked the way it was plotted and I liked the characters, what we saw of them so far. I really liked it as well. I felt that it took a little bit more time to get started than I would have liked. So the episode opens with the discovery of a boat that's at sea with no crew and the discovery of an incident that maybe has taken place on board and then there's bloody writing across the door saying I confess and then we kind of get into the main story but I did think that it took quite a few goes to get us in it felt like there were a number of starts so the first start was obviously finding the boat the second start was finding the Lana character who's now going by the name of Emma she was working in a restaurant and then being taken by the Australian detectives for the interview then the next start was seeing Emma slash Lana and her friend Kitty in the airport in the UK they're clearly trying to escape something and it just felt like pick a start did you see i didn't feel like that at all i found it all quite intriguing for me i felt it might have worked if we'd gone from the boat and then picked up with kitty and lana in the airport i don't know whether that's just a me thing it just felt like we were interrupting the pace constantly it's a difficult thing that the jumping back and forwards in time isn't it yeah i think so because you can lose a sense of what's happening sometimes Although I do think with this one, there was a sense of menace from the beginning. Definitely. And I think that held it together, for me anyway. I felt the same. There was this sense of of dread and menace. And it did feel, and I mean, the title of it is called No Escape. And it did feel like you wanted to run. Like the minute you're on the boat, even from how we follow the police officer as he investigates the boat, we're watching him walk through so he's like prey and we're kind of following him it's very much like that you know it's almost as if the boat itself is a sort of predator yeah i i did really like that with the three separate beginnings the pace kind of slacked a little i'm scared about the main characters Lana and Kitty. I enjoyed the fact that we didn't know too much about them and it kind of started to unravel what they were like as we went on and the fact that Lana was obviously shown to be much more streetwise and she managed to get them out of difficult financial situations by pickpocketing and various things and she was obviously adept at it. There's that the, the little scene with the sunglasses so she's she takes a pair of sunglasses tries them on and then puts them down moves away looks around and then quietly picks up the glasses she's left on the on the counter and puts them on and she's obviously proficient at doing that so you you start to get the feeling that she knows her way around yeah and that life might have been a bit difficult for her yeah i completely agree i think kitty is the opposite of lana Mm. I think Kitty is 
less streetwise, she's less aware. She obviously relies on Lana to protect her. Whatever has happened in the UK, Kitty has clearly done it and Lana is either an accessory or is helping her friend. What I thought was really interesting about their dynamic was that whereas Lana, like you say, is very level-headed, she's also got this survival instinct kitty seems to be entirely fatalistic she even says at one point it's only a matter of time until the police catch up with them and that she's just going to enjoy island hopping while she can whereas i think lana still thinks they have a chance to get out of this situation if they just stay under the radar if they just travel forever they'll never be caught i think although she doesn't appear to be as street smart as Lana, Kitty maybe is a little bit more realistic Mm. in terms of their ability to survive under the radar, especially since now, because obviously, as we see, when they're in the airport, they're using someone else's credit card. That's how they funded their way to get to the Philippines. That's how they're staying under the radar. Although, to my knowledge, I kind of felt like you wouldn't stay under the radar with a credit card. (laughs) I mean... They would be able to definitely, the police would be able to definitely find you within days. They would know that they're in the Philippines. And I just, that to me just didn't connect. But then if they've stolen the card of a dead person and the dead person hasn't been discovered yet and they're banking on... They're going to get a bit of breathing space. Yeah, yeah. Because nobody maybe is looking at the bills and if if things are still going out of the account maybe the bank thinks that that's them yeah because often when somebody goes missing that's the first thing you do you look at their bank statements to see if they've taken any money out during the period in which they've been absent Mm. obviously if they looked at their account they'd be able to say yeah yeah they're drawing loads of money out of the philippines (laughs) (laughs) they stayed they stayed at a five-star resort and got a scuba dive lessons you know (laughs) so they're fine (laughs) it's a bit odd because she's 93 well i mean when are you gonna do it (laughs) she's 93 but she's got one of those wall arts that say live laugh love (laughs) 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 yeah so for me that just felt a bit, yeah, I didn't I didn't buy that completely. That kind of took me out of it because I was thinking maybe the first thing you might do is turn that money that you've got on the card into cash mm-hmm. and then you are harder to track. Yeah, I mean, I think Kitty's more realistic in the fact that now they can no longer use the card now that they don't have any money because they made the choice not to go back to the hotel where there was a little bit of money in Lana's shoe. Now that that is not an option for them, she knows that it's only a matter of time mm. until they get caught because they have no finances whatsoever. No. What I would have liked to have seen is the difference between having money in the Philippines and not having any money. Oh, God, yeah. I would have liked to have seen them, because you did get a little bit of them at these resorts, but not as much as I would have liked. I would have liked them to be at these resorts, getting a lot of food, you know, using the facilities, it being really, like, bougie and amazing. Mm. And then when they lose all their money, 
they're essentially sitting on because they they sit on that corner of yeah. the street don't they yeah. and they're thinking about what they're going to do so they've literally gone from having you know a really really expensive lifestyle to having nothing mm. and they didn't even put anything aside for this just in case and it just feels I would have liked to have seen the difference between holidaying in a destination when you've got cash and then trying to deal with things when you don't have any. Yeah, and it would have made it a lot more scary. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because they would have been in such jeopardy. Yeah. But because Lana's lived her life taking opportunities, Yeah. she doesn't see it in quite the same way that Kitty does, does she? No, I think, yeah, because the first thing that Lana does when they need money, she pickpockets that American woman who mm. turns out to be a crew member on the blue and that's how they get drawn into that. Yeah. Should we talk about a little bit about the makeup of the blue, the crew of the blue? Let's do it. So in the blue, we have got Jay Ryan, obviously from Neighbours, and I do believe he's done some Hollywood films, but we won't talk about them. He plays the skipper the captain of the blue who's called aaron and he's joined by his brother denny the american traveler who they pickpocketed who's called shell a german called henrik come on <laughs> yeah it's a bit in there and a mysterious traveler called joseph so that's the crew of the blue and from the moment that we set foot on the blue I felt anxious I did too and I think that's because of the state we found the blue in floating with absolutely no crew yeah so we know something terrible is going to go down and I think what really worked in this mystery was you weren't sure whether the crew were dodgy or whether something dodgy was going to happen to the crew yeah so you were never totally sure no. whether Lana and Kitty were safe the minute they set foot on board. I thought that was quite interesting because there were a lot of bits in it that were very, kind of gave you red flags. For instance, the fact that it's moored further away from the party boats and the other boats that are in the marina. Yeah. Why is it moored so far away? Also, it doesn't really appear clear as to why people like Shell and Henrik are... are yeah, it's not really clear. No. They're not like, oh, we're tourists, we decided to do this thing, you know. It's it's never explained. Now, I don't know whether it'll be explained in Very later well. in the series, because obviously we're not going to have it all in the first episode, but I thought that was interesting, that they didn't at any point kind of give any backstories for the other people in the crew yet. Yeah, and you just had this sense of trepidation the whole time. I would say Joseph the character of Joseph I kind of felt like he had made this connection with Lana and you weren't sure whether he was attracted to her or whether he wanted to tell her something no I also thought another thing that I found interesting was the way the skipper laid down such vehement rules yeah uh, you know, it was quite adamant that this is what we do, this is what we don't do. And I mean, it was quite strange in a way because you think, you know, you're in the Philippines, there's going to be a lot of tourists. This is essentially going to be a boat that ferries tourists from one island to another. I'd imagine that's how they make the majority of their money. And then the sort of rules that they have, like no one can sleep with, none of the crew can sleep yeah. with each other and things like that. You just think, is that realistic when you've got loads and loads of different tourists mixing with different crew members? That's going to happen. Mm. And especially since there was a lot of alcohol and you can imagine there was drugs on the boat as well. 
we didn't see any drugs but I kind of you could kind of infer that there might have been drugs on the boat but there was a lot of alcohol come on it's the party atmosphere things are gonna happen yeah yeah that really stuck out to me as being oh okay what's going on here that boat did just feel like that though didn't it what is going on here? Yeah. You never felt easy on it. You were kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. I will say, I didn't think how the girls got on the boat was that... Believable? No, I didn't think it, it made no. that much sense. And I would also say, all I was waiting for was for one of the crew members to find the money that they'd stolen from Shell's purse. Yeah, I did too. I was thinking, once they find that, they'll know... The game's up. ...that they that they were the ones who stole the purse. What is this boat and how do you all know each other? I also think the tension comes in at the fact that nobody knows where they are. Emma slash Lana was being interviewed by the police, the Australian police. Mm. They had the crew manifest, but Kitty wasn't on there because nobody knew she was on there. Exactly. So it's so dangerous for Kitty and Lana because nobody knows that they're on this boat. No. Nobody really knows that they're in the Philippines. No. They've just essentially disappeared. Anything can happen to them now. Mm. There were a number of inciting incidents in this first episode. But I think the most important one to look at is the crew are underway with Kitty and Lana. Everything seems to be going fairly okay. Lana has been getting steering lessons from Denny and then we find out that they're like what was it 45 45 degrees off course yeah 45 degrees off course and that Denny didn't realize and then suddenly Lana spots a light in the distance and it's going on and off the crew are like is it a distress is that a distress signal but you and I that had then thought didn't we that has this been engineered because of Denny's meeting with that guy. So let's get into that. So Kitty, Lana and Denny go to the, one of the islands to pick up supplies yeah. for the boat. When they're there, a situation goes down. Kitty and Lana are separated and Lana manages to find Denny. She finds him talking suspiciously mm. to an elderly stallholder yep. and he said he went to buy weed from him however what transpired shortly after that kind of made us both think he was getting coordinates for that boat yeah. the behavior of denny and heinrich also made me question things because abandoned boat in the middle of the ocean with a light going on and off to attract attention henrik and Denny immediately jump into the water and swim over mm. and then Lana as we said out of character joins them and I don't think they had expected that no not at all when they get over to the boat they find it completely abandoned when she gets on the boat she finds that they've got this bag between them yeah and then the three of them swim back over to the boat and we're not really sure what's going on it's a huge giant bag of cash the others are really concerned now yeah because it's so strange. It's a boat that's seemingly been abandoned for years that has lights working on it and a giant bag of cash waiting for anyone to come and collect it. Another boat appears in the distance. Aaron 
the skipper has to make a decision are they going to intercept the boat are they going to swim back over and drop the cash back they don't have time for that or are they going to turn all the lights off and just go they decide to turn the lights off and go i would say though they did have this giant red light <laughs> that was still on that was really visible <laughs> and although they turned all the lights off. They do it in the way that's on film and TV where everyone's still brilliantly lit yeah, yeah. even though there are no lights yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be pitch black. So we haven't watched the rest of the series but at the moment we think that that was a drop off for Denny, right? Yeah. yeah. That he knew the cash was there. Not necessarily. I don't think it was for him. I think he knew it was there and I think he's taken it from the people who it was who it was attended for. They've cut out the middleman and he's just gone and got the cash and yeah. he up left no drugs. No. <laughs> and he's in serious trouble now. Well they are gonna kill him. Yeah. <laughs> but that is the inciting incident that maybe puts it's a span. Yeah. yeah. But I also say maybe we're viewing the crew wrong. Maybe they are innocent people and they this inciting incident is the thing that eventually ends up with the boat abandoned and blood everywhere. Yeah, could be. When the crew saw the boat with the distress light going and they all sort of stood together and looked, I got real dead calm vibes. Yes. Obviously, a book I really liked when I was growing up was The Beach by Alex Garland. Oh, yeah. I had beach vibes in this with the locale and yep. people being sketchy. <laughs> Yeah. But as you say, I liked the way it drew from other sources. Like you said, Dead Calm, The Beach. I'd also say, if you look at the poster, it's got a bit of um, Apocalypse Now. Really? With her rising up out of the water with just her eyes oh showing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so there's a lot of references. references in this that help to make it extra scary. Yeah. It, is, <laughs> it is very scary. It is, because you're not entirely sure what's going on. No. I think the most interesting thing about this is that, yes, it's two tourists who are being taken unaware, but they're not innocent. They've no. obviously done something terrible or been involved in something terrible, mm. and then they've done the credit card fraud. They're not innocent. We went on holiday. We then ended up going on. Yeah. It's more interesting than that because yeah. it's so vital that they stay off the radar. Yeah. And that's why they've got on this boat. And they're because, taking these risks. Yeah, because while they're on the boat, they're off the grid. Yeah. No one knows where they are. Where they are. That, they're going, that can work both ways. Well, exactly. And I think, yeah, that's basically the point. Yeah. They are so off the grid. It's kind of like in space, no one can hear you scream. The episode ended with two things. Firstly, they find a body in the water. Now, to me, I think that looked like a man. What about you? I did too. It was kind of man-shaped. So I don't think it's Shell, and I don't think it's Kitty. I think it's probably Aaron. I could be wrong. Or Jenny. I don't know. I think it's probably Aaron. Okay. Just because I often note that when you've got a big actor, like Jay Ryan is probably the biggest member of this cast yeah. in terms of he's well-known. Mm. I just don't think they... I think it's him. <laughs> <laughs> It can be Henrik. <laughs> anyway, and the the other thing is that Lana calls Kitty and goes straight to her voicemail and apologises for what she did. Where do we think, from this pilot episode, the rest of the series is going to go? I did think perhaps when she made that apologetic phone call, I wondered if she'd taken the money. Yes, 
Yeah, because it was Lana and Kitty's intention to take that money. Yeah, and that's what probably killed all the others. But then why did she leave Kitty behind? Maybe she didn't have a choice. Maybe she couldn't get out in time. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was her or Kitty. And she did make that promise to Kitty that she would always protect her Mm. and look out for her. And now she's let her down in a really bad way. No, that makes sense, actually. Because how did she end up in Australia? I wonder if the money is going to pull the group apart. Yeah. Obviously, Lana and Kitty want that cash for themselves. If Danny set this up, then he has got a prior claim on it. I wonder if Aaron is pretending he doesn't know anything about the money, but actually him and Danny are both in on it. Yeah, the whole way through... Aaron and Denny are compared to the relationship between Lana and Kitty. Mm. Aaron and Denny are brothers. Lana and Kitty are friends, but they act like sisters. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of interesting. So we know, for instance, that Lana and Kitty are lying, but they're, they've got this facade where they're just these two innocent tourists mm. who've been robbed and don't have any money. Yeah. Aaron and Denny, they've got this boat charter, Aaron appears to be very sort of straight-laced and serious. Mm. Denny appears to be a little bit more edgy and a little bit more dangerous. Is that the case? Or are they like the girls faking this reality? Are they even brothers at all? Well, there you are. And we know that that if there is a problem with the money, Teddy and Heinrich obviously want to keep it because they wouldn't have brought it over otherwise. Yeah. So you've already got the beginning of a push-pull there. Yeah. And we know that Shell wants to take it back. Yeah. And Aaron doesn't know what to do. No. What rating would we give this? Oh, I'd give it a solid seven and a half, eight out of ten. I agree. I thought it was really riveting. And I would say that it's a perfect thing to watch in the summer when you're outside, you're having a barbecue or you're having a couple of cheeky Pinot Grigios. You've got the light lantern lights. <laughs> And it's all, and you can transport yourself to the Philippines, the sun, lovely. Great escapism. Really good escapism. Yeah. Thank you for joining me. I loved it. For this trip to the Philippines. It was great. <laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs>